everybody. You're listening to a new episode of You Died. You Died. I can't do it. You Died. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm Victoria, joined as always by Ravi. And today we have a special guest, Josh. Hello. What up? Hey, Josh. Uh, Josh works uh, for Abacus. Yes, Josh works for me. Yeah, uh, I work for Abacus. I just want to you know, put it on the record. I work for Abacus. Yes, we've had several takes of this, some of which where Josh doesn't actually we just say yelling? who he works Are for. Are we just yelling who we work for now? Abacus! Go thread! Abacus! Nice. Two one. <laughs> anyway, there's a reason Josh is here today. Josh is our uh, gaming expert. He is our Chinese gaming expert too, being A, Chinese, and B, playing all the Chinese games on our That's Twitch racist. channel. That's racist. I'm Chinese. Why didn't you call me an expert? Because you're not Abacus's Chinese gaming expert. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Also, I mean, I like games. I'm an expert too, but... <laughs> okay, I, I like to be the only uh, Chinese gaming expert here, so I take that. <laughs> gladly take that anytime. That's fair. So what are you playing right now, man? Uh, so the last game I played was uh, Ink Mountains Mystery, uh, which is a game developed by NetEase. So um, it's a game that is... Um, you know, incorporated a lot of Chinese landscape paintings. Well, there's a reason for that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's developed by the Palace Museum, so it's like the Forbidden City Museum. Wow. Um, which is very gorgeous. Um, like a lot of the, was it, priceless artworks have been incorporated in that, and then you actually, like, they, they, they kind of transform it into a 3D environment, so like an explore in the game. What platform is it on? Uh, it's a mobile game. So like always, you know, like all, most of the Chinese games are on mobile. Oh, I want to, I want to try that. I haven't tried it. Uh, I saw them play it, and it looked really interesting. It looked really cool. Like, it really has a super unique How look. would you describe the genre? Does it fit into a genre? Point-and-click adventure. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, point-and-click is a bit weird because you're walking, but okay. effectively a point-and-click adventure. Okay. I mean, the UI is very nice, but at the same time, it's just like the control with it um, is kind of like awkward and it's frustrating. Okay. Um, but beyond that, like, the storytelling is interesting, but it doesn't really, like, you know, provide enough context, so to speak. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a good stream and, you know, it's free. So, um, good quality game. I hate, I hate bloody free games these days. I get so angry. We're going to talk about that. It's a museum game, game. Yeah, 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 we were just very, very yeah, angry. Yeah, there's about a reason this for this recently. one being free. It's a museum game. I sort of get it. Okay. So it's educational. Okay, someone's paying for it. That's good. That's good. Um, but actually, I wanted to dial back a bit and talk about the controls because mm -hmm. you mentioned that the controls are a bit frustrating. But that's one of the things which I think Chinese game companies are a little bit further ahead than most companies in the West in. Europe, because they've had so much time and experience making mobile games. So you see things, really complicated games like uh, Battle Royale games working on mobile, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they have uh, at least, you know, two or three years experience ahead of everybody else, I feel, like, in the race. Because, um, you know, like Chinese games are mostly on mobile. Um, Chinese gaming company trying to meet where the customers are, uh, the, the users are, which are on uh, platform mobiles, right? Uh, the pla Was it mobile platform, right? So then, um, yeah, and then and I feel like kind of the, the fact that Diablo Immortal, uh, Blizzard decided to go with NetEase to develop their mobile game as well as, what is it, Activision uh, started to do uh, Call of Duty, uh, made, made a Call of Duty game on mobile platform with Tencent. Um, those two facts kind of attest to the fact that like, you know, they trust in these Chinese companies in making mobile games, which they figure out the UI, they figure out the user experience and all that. But then, you know, sometimes you still make mistakes, you know, with 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 um point and click games you know like you just gotta figure it out and then i feel like you know chinese companies are willing to do that well here's a counterpoint though did those companies team up with chinese companies did like activision did um uh did blizzard team up with chinese companies 
because they wanted the better experience from these guys who are so experienced making mobile games? Or did they do it just to access the Chinese market? I feel like there's like, you know, two sides to that coin, right? I mean, uh, and, uh, because uh, I mean, the flip side, again, is you look at the backlash of Diablo Immortal in the West. That game is the, the well for that game has probably been poisoned in the West now by the incredible backlash from those um, from the Blizzard gamers who went to BlizzCon and hated it. What about games like Vainglory? That's uh, that's uh, is that a U.S. game? I'm actually not sure. It's by Vainglory's by uh, Super Evil, <coughs> Super Evil something. I think it's U.S. Super Evil Megacorp. Um, that's an they... amazing name, by the way. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's an amazing. Uh, name. They've paired up with. Can they you imagine being the CEO? They also part of <laughs> the CEO of Super Evil Megacorp. Like, I know, right? <laughs> awesome, like, uh, they they partnered amazing. with NetEase as well, but I think that was more of a distribution thing. But Vainglory, yeah. sorry, you, I thought about Vainglory because when you were talking about like mobile controls, Vainglory is amazing, really well done, very smooth. It's been around for like what now? Three years, four years. Yeah, I mean, like that game definitely kind of was is more competent than a lot of other uh, mobile games. What companies are doing really good work in your mind in the Chinese game sphere? What companies do you look at and you think, oh, this awesome stuff from them? I feel like NetEase is definitely you know quite competent in the sense that like they do roll out like pretty amazing games on the mobile platform because maybe they're not like you know that sophisticated or like that advanced you know uh, in and of itself but then you know you haven't seen anything like that on, on mobile so like every time it's bound to kind of blow your mind right and i feel like with the whole uh diablo immortal thing is that i feel like yeah I understand both sides of the story that like you know people got frustrated because they don't trust these kind of chinese companies enough but at the same time that if you actually like you know interact with the products you know that you know they have the technical know-how you know they have the experience of like you know making it work so um I feel like people are over overreacting a little bit, but then I feel like what they have the most problem with is more of the gaming model as well as, well as the uh, revenue uh, generating model. So um, I'm interested in, in, in seeing how it pans out. The biz model has been bothering us because you came over to my desk yesterday and we just ranted for like 10 minutes. So we ranted a lot about Contra. Um, tell me first, when did Contra get released for mobile? Do you know? Uh, early, no, I was going to say earlier this year, but of course it is now a new year. Uh, mm. Earlier last okay. year. So I was very excited when Contra came out. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it, you know, the, the whole thing about the thing is, uh, the game is that they push the whole nostalgia factor. They tell, they literally tell you every time you launch the game, sit back, sound on, enjoy the nostalgia. They actually tell you that. So you would think that they would go real heavy on that. But uh, no, right? They've, I get that it's difficult, but they've made a pretty standard retro game into this hybrid of a free-to-play, um, grindy... Like, you turn Contra into a grindy game. How did you do that? So, anyway, the, the whole mechanic of it, if you haven't played Contra yet, is that you're given levels to pass and everything, uh, but through the levels, you're rewarded at the end for how well you did, which... Different. This is not the Japanese style of grading you at the end of the stage where, as you know, if you've played any Japanese games, when you finish the stage, they give you like a D minus minus full on, uh, maybe like a C plus if you did well. Japanese games are very Asian parents. They are. They right? are very. Yeah. It's like you passed the level. You didn't pass it well enough. <laughs> and yeah, it's not enough to pass. But anyway, that's the Japanese style of grading the level. And the only way you get better is by, you know, getting better. Better skills, better flourishing and everything. But the way that you get a better score in this one is the typical mobile grindy style of just upgrading your weapons. 
which means that I have to play level three like 10 times so that I get an A on level four or something like that, you know, just to get better weapons. It's just, it just really, really shit on everything about Contra. Shirts on everything. So it's interesting because you don't like Contra for the business model, which, okay, I agree. I actually don't like it for the business model either. I hate the in-between levels. I hate the execution, right? Of yeah, the way that they've that done this. Demanding that you do more of this stuff, more and more and more. Whereas what I don't like about it is that it's not Contra. Contra right. is basically the distillation of an 80s action movie like Rambo or Commando in a video game. For anyone who doesn't know Contra, I hope you do. Uh, you know, it's all tons of bu bullets everywhere, hordes of enemies to mow down, stuff like that. This game has both ammo counts, which no, Contra didn't have ammo counts. You know, like, again, like Rambo. You don't, Rambo somehow has unlimited bullets, always. Rambo never runs out of bullets unless the plot dictates he needs to run out of bullets. Same thing in Contra. You never run out of bullets. Yeah, this one you, you do. This game. Yeah. yeah, you actually do run out of ammo, which is very strange. If there's <laughs> auto aim, which is kind of the entire point of Contra is to, you know, like aim, fire, kill, auto aim. Okay, okay, look, I'll give it to them. For the auto aim is because you're, you're on a mobile, it's hard. I'll, I'll give it to them on that. But there's all these other things like, um, you know, I found it like, there are spots you can just stand in and shoot enemies and they don't shoot you back. Like when you do the <laughs> bosses. And I discovered this by like, level four like it i don't know if it's meant to be that easy how'd you play that much of it man i was doing my homework for this podcast but can i just say that one thing we talked about yesterday you didn't believe me so i went back to the game okay to be honest i opened it again because i wanted to prove you wrong you know how you said that your other character was called something what had like well they're supposed to be called bill and lance okay my lance is called han feng <laughs> okay so why is this lance no no this is someone else this is someone in the 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 poster, right? Yeah, no, that's someone else. That that's one of the OG, the original, not OG, original characters. They, they um, pretty. They, so I see okay. Josh. I think OG all the time. <laughs> First of all, I I understand what you mean by original characters they put in, but ironic because not original at all, right? Random Hanfeng in my contra. <laughs> Who is this? Why what are, are you, you saying? Why are you holding like? Oh, Why is there a woman in a nurse outfit? Why, like, right? Uh, well, why is the guy in the poster holding a sword? Everybody here has guns. That's racist. <laughs> it's, it's like that Guardians of the Galaxy scene, right? <laughs> it's like, well, but you're you're the sword person. I I do guns. You can't do guns now. Why are you doing guns? <laughs> right, right. I'm the gun person. Right, exactly. I mean, we have streamed a lot of these games uh, on Abacus, right? But then the thing is, I feel like what what, what you need to kind of like you know bear in mind is that like this game is um, you know designed for like Chinese gamers first. Mm -hmm. Right, and then they kind of localize it, and then try to push it in like you know Hong Kong, Macau, and uh, even like you know, in the states and whatnot. So like, I mean, but what fascinated me about the, uh, about this the most is that like you know how did you know uh, this whole gaming model, like you know, revenue generating model, come to be? Like, I feel like you know there's a lot of like kind of legacy problems that we had to deal with because like you know China banned uh, console gaming for so long, and then you know like people like got stuck with like, MMOs and stuff. And, and such, right? So, like, but also why. the free-to-play model is not unique to China. It may be more prevalent in China, but it's not unique to China. Like that, you see that type. You see this type of game. You see this type of gouging everywhere. Yeah, even though I've been like you know, covering like Chinese gaming, I don't understand why was it like Chinese. I mean, I, I I'm still trying to was it like uh, wrestle with the idea of why like Chinese companies come to build games like that. Um, I can't really like you know pinpoint the root cause for 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 you know this thing happening. But you know, grindy games are like really big in Asia, right? I don't know if this has got to do with culture, but grindy games are huge. Like Monster Work Hunter, Monster Hunter, <laughs> like, huh? 
Um, what, animal, Dark Souls? Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> animal Crossing is grindy as hell. But I do like how we went two completely different ways. <laughs> at the same time. Animal, animal Souls. Crossing. Dark Crossing. And Dark Souls. Like. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. But so I want to ask something to you, Josh, because you talked about the console ban. So I want to know, what did you grow up playing? Because Victoria and I, even though we played different consoles, we had the same sort of experience. We grew up playing console games. What did you grow up playing? We're old. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I grew up playing um, a bunch of, like, PC games. So, like, you know, the games I used to play the most is, like, you know, King of Fighters, um, a fighting game. Well, so, see, that's like, funny. That's an arcade, arcade game ported onto PC. Well, that's, again, that's the funny thing. Like, I don't know King of Fighters as a PC game. I know King of Fighters as, as a... Neo Geo, other consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, you know, because uh, arcade was a thing, but then, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, they, they, they banned console gaming and then um, people just got on PC. I don't know. Like, you know, I, I grew up playing uh, PC games and then King of Fighters is one of them. Um, the other one is a lot of the real-time uh, real time strategy games. So, like... Like uh, which ones? Uh, Red Alert. Uh, I grew up with Red Alert. Uh, Age of Empire. Age of Empire. So, yeah. So, like, I started with Age of Empire and then Red Alert and then went on to... Uh, uh, Starcraft and then Warcraft. So like you know, um, those are the games that I grew up playing the most. And yeah, so whichever that is, and Counter Strike, you know, so like some of the Counter Strike. Um, and then I feel like yeah, so like games that are actually like you know, popular in China back in the days, they gotta be like there. There's irony in this because like they gotta be very, they easy to hack. So like you know, some of the games are easy to hack. They're like you know, uh, why pirate uh, uh, pirated? So that's why you know they're accessible. Right, um, and these games, like especially like Red Alert, you know they, and then they build like mods and mods, and then you know they add, they, they they added the uh, PLA into the game and stuff like that. So like you gotta play that. Actually, when you're talking about the games you grew up playing, uh, I was thinking about the games we grew up playing, right? So like a lot of Nintendo and so on, but really also a lot of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a game? I didn't play as much Carmen San Diego, but I knew of it, and I knew, and I played a bit of it. It wasn't was as like, big for me. You know. Um, but so speaking of Nintendo games, though, this is the interesting thing because when one of the first games we streamed with Josh was Nintendo games on the Nvidia Shield, because in China only the Nvidia Shield has Wii games on it, like official Nintendo Wii games. And we were playing New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and dude, you're so bad at the game. <laughs> like I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I can't judge you. No, no, no. Like he's like to an unfathomable level of like. There's a pit, and he'll jump in the pit. He'll find the one <laughs> bit of lava, and he'll jump into it. But you th- you say that was a hilarious stream, though. It was a, it was an amazing stream. Yeah. We're gonna do it again when New Super Mario Brothers U comes out on Switch Friday, actually. Yeah. Um, but you say it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's totally not my fault. How? Because I don't know. Like you know, you gotta you gotta I don't know play with the cards that you dealt with. I mean, like, I didn't grow up with, like, Nintendo. And or I, maybe, okay. maybe don't play with cards. Play with games. That might help you. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, you got to... Okay. That's the hand that I was dealt. But, um... <laughs> you can't <laughs> make dad jokes and then blame him for not playing your old dad games. Mario's not an old dad game. Uh... You, Mario... Mario Wii came out, like, 2007. 2008, I think, maybe. Um... You must have been at least five at that point. Yeah, also interesting bit is that like... I oh my god, was he actually five then? Because he didn't answer that. <laughs> Hold on, so I, I, I lost a bit. Like, you know, when did it come out? 2008. 2008. Yeah, I mean, like, I was... Uh, Dude. I was like... I was, I was 14. Oh, thank god. You didn't, you didn't see the look on Victoria in our face there when he was like, oh yeah, maybe. We're like... <gasps> <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you hired him with a lot less experience than he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with no experience playing Mario games. Ooh. That's but, true. But I mean, and Shay that's does keep saying this over and over again. Shay does say, It's not his fault. He grew up in China. It's not his fault. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like for the rest of my life, he's going to give me that sh- Let, Well, I mean, we can hear it again. As Shay says, It's not his fault. He grew up in China. It's not your fault, but you kind of deserve it. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like it's a I got catch- no comeback for that. I do feel like it's a catch-all excuse, though, because when we were playing Smash Brothers the other day, yeah, um, and you're like, oh, I'm really bad at this. We didn't have this. You grew up this. playing fighting games, you just said. I grew up playing one fighting game. <laughs> well, but here's the best bit. That's the thing. Here's the best bit. Then I, we talked to him. He goes, yeah, at, at university, all the dorms, people were playing Smash Brothers. And I'm like, there was your opening to like learn and get better and grow your social status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause like, actually, like that was, you know, uh, I don't even put it. Like, it, it, it just made me really awkward. Like, you know, sometimes I, you know, I went in party, uh, went went to parties, and then I don't know, like, you know, how to interact with these people, right? And then it's, it's just hard. Um, but because like people take what is it, they smash so seriously, they play like religiously in the states. It's insane. And um, like every party. So you didn't want to, you didn't want to like join that train and start learning and start figuring out how to do it. No, I don't know. Sometimes they're not very like forgiving. I feel like you know that scenario. Oh, poor Josh. <laughs> Damn <laughs> you, wedding. man! And then he grew up, started work as an adult, and you're giving him. <laughs> not just me. It's also Shay saying. It's not his fault. He grew up in China. <laughs> like let's just we can go back to less like um yeah. ripping Josh. Uh, less topics. ripping. No, Josh. rip away. It's fine. No, we need to say that for the stream. Uh, that we'll have with the Mario game. <laughs> um, what I wanted to ask you, actually, and this is a really weird question, but what defines a Chinese game for you? Nurse outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I got real deep, and then Victoria's like, nurse outfits! <laughs> and also, it's schoolgirl outfits. I, uh, the Japanese do that, too. Yeah, yeah, they do. But So what defines a Chinese game to you? I mean, I hate to say this, but it's just really grindy. Like with Victoria said, like, I don't understand how, you know, that has become the status quo for, you know, uh, what games are in China. It's cultural. I'm telling you, it's cultural. It's, I don't know. It makes no sense. And then yesterday I was like, you know, uh, doing another podcast and talking to uh, a person who actually worked for uh, Chinese MMO. Um, and she was like, Chinese companies have like figured out all the algorithms, you know, in, in terms of how you, how, how they kind of like leverage uh, to get the most money out of you. And then you'll like make the game very grindy, very frustrating. But The, the thing same about time. being grindy, right, is that you're like emotionally invested. So you'll want to spend the money. And so if you lose your progress, you'll want to like pay for gems or whatever to catch, to catch up again, right? So I think the grindiness is two things, right? It's a cultural thing because you want to feel like you've earned it because that's how it is. And at the same time, you want to feel like you want to hook people, like you want people to work for it and then kind of be invested. It's interesting, though, the thing that you talked about with, like, the perfecting the loop there. Because that's one thing which has always made me really uncomfortable about the modern world of games. I'm going to sound like an old person. I'm back in my day. But, like, back in my day, we didn't really have social <laughs> scientists building games, right? Mm-hmm. Where I mean, it's not just a Chinese thing. Zynga was the master of this, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, and it always makes me really uncomfortable to feel that, like, this game was crafted to addict me yes as opposed to like someone thought it was cute someone thought it was fun as opposed to like the ways that say something like red dead kind of like it's it's also manipulating you but in like the way of like art in the way that yeah i was gonna say in the way that a movie manipulates you exactly whereas 
I feel like a lot of mobile games are manipulating you in a way that's just like like drugs man- manipulate you. That's that's actually better than what I was going to say. It's perfect, right? So it's like yeah, it's 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 meant to hurt a little bit, and then you kind of get into it, right? Like that. that yeah, and then but you're compelled. You can't stop. You're not playing because you want to play and you want to experience it. You're it's playing that because crash, you have right? to. It's that crash. So it's like the 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 drug psychology where you're so depressed with the crash that you need to get off it and get back on the high. And so I guess the high is grinding. Oh, it's so sad. I mean, I can't talk. I'm playing Pokemon Go like religiously uh, all the time, every day. Like I just all the time. I cannot stop playing. So the it's game. not a grindy game, but you are playing it in a grindy way. I'm absolutely which is playing it in a grindy way. <laughs> I'm playing it in a grindy way because I have to collect them all because I've <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon for over 20 years. I want to collect them all. <laughs> like it's just it's built. You've been grinding for 20 years. This is pretty big. <laughs> The grind is real. (laughs) The grind is (laughs) cross-platform. I just want to be the very best like no one ever was. But what's like the ultimate end? That's the worst part. Only you got that. He didn't get the the reference. No, I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to dish you on this. Thanks, man. Okay. I mean, bringing it back to the topic, what are we looking forward to in Chinese games? In Chinese games, I feel like... um, I would like to see more experimentation on a mobile platform, to be honest with you. I feel like, you know, a lot of people might not, you know, take a liking to that. Um, but like with with the Call of Duty on mobile, that's, you know, that's interesting. You know, just trying to see, like for me, the interesting point is, you know, how they make it work, right? If it works at all, like, you know, with even like, you know, Diablo Immortal, I want to see if it actually works. And mm-hmm. because I like, this, I like to think that, you know, gaming, the gaming experience is a universal one. So, like, you know, it just kind of like, I want to see how those two worlds kind of converge. Cool. Yeah, I think I feel sort of similar in the sense that I want to see the high, 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 high end games, like the, like the big names, like the, I want to try out Call of Duty on mobile. Um, you know, with stuff like PUBG on mobile and things like that, I have PUBG on like on, on um, Xbox One and on um, PS4 at home. But there's something different about like just, being at work, going for lunch, whatever, and just playing PUBG on your phone. There's something like I like that little pick up and playness of those games. So I'm curious to see how like Call of Duty works on that. I platform. feel very intense when I play PUBG, so I can't say that I can just like <laughs> pick it up in the lift on the way out. Like it's not, I'm not in the right frame of mind for that sort of thing. I feel like PUBG, like you can just visit exit anytime. It doesn't even punish you, and you can just return to lobby anytime. Like, but that's just very bad forgiving. karma, man. No, but like that, there like was a hundred players out there. Like you know, it doesn't matter. So str- but if all hundred just bounce, man, no, uh, you gotta be. A good That's they have already accounted works. for that. I mean, no, That's I mean like. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I play with Arena of Valor or like the other like mobile games, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you got two teams of five. I hate when people drop out. So like, yeah. that actually got me re worked up, right? But then like for PUBG, I feel like the amazing thing about this game, or even Fortnite, I was I like, drop out Fortnite all the time. Um, even now on you PC. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah, I wish I knew this before I hired him. <laughs> But I think it's as, as like Shay, hundred players out there. Moral character. As Shay would say, though, <laughs> it's not his fault. He grew up in China. It's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. But I think the other one I was going to say, and a more serious note, I also want to see the little indie games because you know we played Candleman the other day, and Candleman was all right. It was all right. What's I Candleman? Candleman was this uh, platformer by a Chinese developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play literally a little like hopping candle. Cute. It's quite cute. It's quite. It's. I'm not going to say it's amazing, outstanding, awesome, but I think what I liked about it was it was something different. It wasn't a clone of something else. Mm-hmm. It was just, hey, here, I'm going to make a cool little platform. Is it a puzzle? Is it a puzzle thing? Slightly puzzly, but not. it's really more, like, it's just more a platformer. Okay. Um, which, you know, there aren't that many platformers nowadays. Mm-hmm. 3D platformers. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, but the de- that developer is working on some real crazy new 
game. I actually can't remember what it is. Yet another exhausting day. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a crazy idea. It, it feels like something by the guy, um, Keita Takahashi, the guy like who did Katamari. Mm. It feels like the sort of idea he would come up with in this kind of completely insane, like, um, I think you're a guy who's, uh, you're so exhausted by your day that you're slumped on the ground. So you can only move by like like a slug. Like that sliding across the Japanese. ground. Actually, you know what? That is very innovative, and it is very indie, Jap- quirky Japanese indie. Yeah. In this, but in this case, we're seeing it from China's game industry, and I want to see more like that. I want to see. Oh, like I'd love to see these that. crazy ideas because even the Japanese indie, indie industry doesn't really exist. It's really quite small compared to the West. That's true. I mean, like we had to bring up what Katamari, which is like a big studio it's by Namco. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, no. Oh, and also another thing that I look forward to actually um, was it. PlayStation is um, doing this China Hero project, and then they inv- unveiled a bunch of like very amazing games. Monkey I mean, this King. is like yeah, Monkey King, and then like these games are the first ever mm. like chi- made in China uh, console games because there's a whole was it um, the console generation is virtually not there, right? I mean, like there's a whole gap there, and then like somehow they're funding these people, and then this game like Lost All Aside is literally like you know looking amazing. Uh, it was you know built by one person. Uh, and then was it Sony kind of like you know backed them up? Uh, it looked like was it fantasy, uh, was it Final Fantasy, and you know Dare, Daredevil, <laughs> Devil May Cry. Um, and then so I don't know, like you know because it's like from 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 nothing to like something, and that's that's exhilarating. Devil May Cry, another game that grades you, <laughs> <laughs> but grades it, you harshly. Yeah, very harshly. Like an Asian parent, uh, and yeah. I will be the parent True. in the room and say I think it is time for us to go do some work. Oh no! So, oh no! You're right. Yeah, I'm right. so Josh thank you so much for joining us today good time good time don't forget to join Josh on our Twitch streams three times a week and you get Uh, to understand a little bit about why Ravi keeps like roasting him I think you need to understand you need to watch the Twitch to understand yes but I mean as as we know as Shay says it's it's not not his fault fault. it's not (laughs) anyway thanks so much for joining us Josh Victoria always good talking to you you were watching another episode of You Die see you in two weeks (laughs) 